Hello, everyone. My name is Eric. My name is Vic. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so this is a kind of our like postseason wrap up. We're gonna cover a bunch of topics. It's gonna kind of be a ramble. Uh, starting, let's start with that Super Bowl. Uh, I was completely wrong. Yeah, you were in completely my wrong. Predictions because I thought it was gonna be Bills Packers, and it ended up being the opposite. We didn't do an episode after the playoffs. I I think I would have picked the Chiefs, so I'm 0 for three. Yeah, well, I picked the Bucks to win, so. Yeah, you you got that ahead of time. You knew. I do think watching the Super Bowl, I think there's a lot for our team, the Bengals, to take away from watching that Super Bowl. Yeah, um, don't have a crappy O line. That's the biggest thing, and maybe you know, the most important thing. And there, I mean, there's a number of reasons to why the Bucks were successful this year and in the postseason. A lot of it's Tom Brady. Of course. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow's not Tom Brady yet. It'd be really nice um, get that one day. But I mean, I, I'll still say I, th- I think Patrick Mahomes is is the best QB in the league right now. He was doing things in that game that I've I've never seen a quarterback do. Just some of the throws he was making. Um, I think the social media rounds have made their way on seeing he had a couple throws where he was falling down or getting tackled, and they were they were pretty much there. Um, he had no help in that game outside of Travis Kelsey. I think he was Travis Kelsey, who UC product, by the way. I always got to shout <laughs> that out. Um, he was the only one who I felt actually like. Either, I think he maybe had one drop, but like overall produced pretty well. He had like ten catches, or ten plus for over a hundred yards. Like it was good numbers. Yeah, they they basically couldn't use Tyreek Hill deep because the line just gave no time. Yeah, uh, I thought I like to think that the. Uh, their defense played pretty well on the deep threat. I think they got some talented defensive backs. But, yeah, at the same time, if you don't have that time to throw deep, you're not going to get it. Mahomes seemed to be pressured pretty much all game. Very reminiscent reminiscent of our O-line play throughout the entire year. Yeah, I was having deja vu the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? Oh, wait. Yeah, that that part wasn't fun. Uh, but there's obviously a lot of takeaways. Their situation's a little bit different than ours because theirs stem from injury. Yep. Where we stem from either you know lack of talent or inability to sign talent. They're, they're, we could really do in like an entire episode of breaking down the offensive line from the good Andy Dalton years, where it versus where it is today. I mean. They struck out on on three different first round linemen who turned out to be, or I guess Jake Fisher was a second round, but just turned out to be duds, like complete duds. Yeah, yeah, it's a big problem if you if your draft picks just are horrible. Yeah. Which well, they were. you were going to say something before? Uh, I was just going to say we missed out on those drafts, so that really put us back, and um, we have done okay signing some linemen actually. Um, better than the ones we had previously, but I think you know it comes down to coaching as well. Um, yeah, it seems like our O line coaches have been, you know. Well, not you so didn't great. like Jim Turner at all. Uh, yeah, but he's—I think he was the first one out the door, and then they're bringing back Frank Pollock, mm-hmm. who, by the way, off topic. When you brought that up, you're like, "Hey, did you hear Pollock's coming back?" My first thought went to David Pollock, and I'm like, "How? What the hell is he coming back for? He's got a good gig on TV. Why would he give that up?" Yeah, not him. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so you know, it's unfortunate we struck out on a lot of linemen, and we've talked about letting Andrew Whitworth go was a bu- it was bad bad call. Um, Cordy Glenn turned out to be that was terrible. That was a whole fiasco, um, and it's just been tough. I think Jonah Williams, so far so good. Other than you know he didn't play his rookie year, but our our first rounders never play their rookie year, so. Well, I wouldn't say never. And I think if you go back and you look at our first-round picks from, like, the last decade, most of them don't play in their rookie year. Most of them, of course. Yeah, I mean, we we just it, – it's been hit or miss for us, I think. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do come free agency because we got a decent amount of cap. Um, yeah, I want to I mean, say it's like $33 million. We should be a more um, – popular place to go now that we have Joe Burrow here. So let's see if we can attract some people. I think, uh, I mean, we looked at last year and they signed, that was their, their best free agency signing. I think ever they spent like what? 80 million or hundred million, something like that. 95 million. 95. Yeah. And most uh, of it went to IR. <laughs> well, you can't predict that. I, I, I know <laughs> Mike Brown's probably sitting in his office like, this is why I don't go out and sign players. Um, I mean, the the year was a waste anyway. Once Burrow go hot, got hurt, no way out. It will be it will be interesting to see. There's a couple. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this. Probably expensive free agents that are going to be potential free agents. Um, in Carl Lawson and William Jackson, they both make decent money now. I don't know how they're going to be valued in the free agency market but it'll be interesting to see what they get Mm -hmm. because i think they're both pretty decent players and because we don't get the i guess media hype that other teams do they don't get the exposure that a lot of other teams do so it may be one of those things where only insiders know you know the scouts really know how valuable these guys are and then the owners who are paying for them don't really know because they don't you know see him on tv all the time i heard somewhere somebody suggesting cutting trey waynes which i don't understand that at all i mean we just signed he only missed the he missed the year with an upper body injury he's probably like perfectly fine yeah it's like who who would you replace him with exactly i mean if you're gonna let william jackson walk if you're gonna let mckenzie alexander walk then who's going to be a cornerback? Have to draft somebody, which is not a good idea, or pick someone up in free agency. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of think you could. Uh, personally, it's just my personal opinion. I kind of think they should work through the offense through the draft and work through the defense and free agency. Um, obviously, that's not a perfect, you know, thought process to go through. But if you're, I think the bigger pieces should be picked in those places. I don't know. Do you agree with that, or do you disagree? Yeah, uh, I think I think our defense needs a lot of help. Our linebackers and line was terrible. I think we need to hold on our our secondary. Our secondary played really well this year. I think. Yeah. On paper. Yeah, I think we need uh, to re-sign everyone. I think William Jackson needs to come back. I mean, r- really, if you look at the free agency field, who who can replace him? Yeah. Like Richard Sherman, you want to waste a ton of money to get Richard Sherman? Yeah, an old Richard Sherman too. Yeah. Well, well past this prime. I mean, there's really not a whole lot after, you know. Yeah, it. I mean, it's interesting because we do have the cap space, but I don't know how willing these guys are to re-sign. Cause I, there was rumors that William Jackson was going to leave. 
um, over the year, and people were like, oh, you know, we should trade him and get some value. It's like, dude, he's going to be a free agent. Like, he's just going to walk. Like, you don't got to worry about being traded or not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I think it'd be crazy to let him walk. He's he's still a solid player, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think – I mean, he doesn't get the, again, the media hype that a lot of other cornerbacks do. I don't – but I think that's because he doesn't put up the interception numbers that a lot of them do. Um, he, he just honestly doesn't get thrown at as much. I think he's good enough in coverage where he's not – the main target. Yeah, I, I think he he plays the role very well, and I think a lot of like sports or NFL fans don't don't recognize when someone's good in a position versus when the scheme you know messes up. Because you know when when you see him getting burned on the sideline, you know it's usually not his fault. Yeah. Now that goes for most corners. If if they're not if they're just one on one and they get burned, you know that's that's unfortunate on them. But when you see, you know, the safety playing off, not in the right place, then, you know, the mm. corner's expecting deep help. Yeah, and you see that a lot. They get, they, that's something that's easily called out during the broadcast of the games. Um, another thing, too, is that, like, to kind of go and to piggyback on what you're saying is, again, is the media stuff. So if you see things on the Internet, pro football focus or, um, like, big sport ESPN NFL today if they're talking about certain players they're going to get certain exposure but if they're not they're not going to get shown I don't think like Jackson in particular is one of those players that like gets the he's pretty good just doesn't get the hype I think Carl Lawson on the other end is probably just as good at, at his position as Jackson is but probably gets a little bit more attention especially from Bengals fans I think I think a lot of Bengals fans really want to re-sign this guy. It's because we don't have any other pass rushers. Well, I know, but, <laughs> I mean, it's like you got, what, five or six sacks, and it's like, oh, it's a team renaissance. It's like, yeah, that's like okay, but, you know. Well, you got to also look at his pressures and stuff like that. I think he's the best pass rusher we've had in a long time. He on, um, I think it's quarterback pressures and quarterback hits, I think was top five or ten in the league if i'm not mistaken we're gonna have to look that up but um it, the dude by all means definitely gets around the quarterback better than anybody else in our line he fits that outside linebacker edge rusher that that uh that we we've been going to so i think we need to resign him i i do like him as a down lineman better than a linebacker that's just not the role. If we're going to keep playing all these like three, four sets, he's definitely going to be used as a linebacker going forward. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we're keeping all the coordinators, so really nothing is really changing on a scheme standpoint, I don't think, at least. Yeah. I'd, um, uh, we're probably going to lose Gino. I, I'd imagine they're going to cut him. Probably. He I think I, I heard the scheme. Yeah. I heard discussions of him wanting to leave, too. Which, I mean, that'll open up a ton of cap space. Yeah. I think he's second on the team in in cap hit. Yeah. So, I mean, Reader's still in contract, so he's definitely gonna helm the middle. Yeah. And I'd imagine we're gonna keep, we're gonna resign like Marcus Hunt because he really fills that. He can fill a defensive end role there. Mm-hmm. There is the to kind of go along with this the topic of extensions as well because 
we have a number of players who were drafted in 2018 who are contracts are coming up, like Sam Hubbard and Jesse Bates. Um, both of those, both very good players, but makes you wonder how they're going to resign either of those two. And I'm sure there's – I would have to look up the draft list to see all the ones we picked up. But I think Jesse Bates is going to be the priority. Yeah. He put, I don't know. What's weird about what's weird about Jesse Bates is that he puts up good numbers and he plays very well, and he's always like well regarded in terms of like base statistics and advanced statistics. But ever since he became our starting safety, the defense has really been awful. I don't know if that's I'm just correlating things that are you know. Well, it hasn't been on the secondary. Our secondary played better this year than it did last year. That's true. I think the whole defense is just uh, it's been a rough like post postseason defenses have just been pretty poor for us overall yeah it, it really colors things because we haven't been getting a whole lot of pass rush and our linebackers are are actually awful i don't think they're awful they're most of them are young they're, they're still awful <laughs> i guess they, I guess they all wanna, played pretty awfully if you want to be negative like that <laughs> hey it's the truth another person that put up awful numbers that i think is going to be gone is aj green uh, I feel like you're being hypocritical here, Nick, because I think you were praising AJ Green pretty much all year. He still put up horrible numbers, and I don't see him coming back. I don't see him coming back either, but I, didn't, I don't think he's horrible. For, I didn't say he was horrible. I said he put up horrible numbers. Okay, I guess I'm just miscorrelating some things. <laughs> um, I yeah, um, I I think his numbers are fine. Forty-seven. Catches for 523 and two touchdowns. Those are fine. For A.J. Green, on the contract he's making, probably not fine. So I'd argue that um, just, I don't know, I think that franchise tag, I think they probably regret that a little. They could have used that money somewhere else. But, you know, I, I just hope he doesn't sign somewhere like Pittsburgh or Cleveland, you know. I will, I will, I will, I, I will burn... <laughs> The city to the dead ground if he signs with Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he likes Pittsburgh very well. They've put a lot of like tough, dirty hits on him and team over the course of the years. I would be shocked if he went to the Steelers. Um, again, hey, I'm just throwing my theory out that I would like, but I'll save that for a later day. Yeah, but I mean, it is possible he goes to like the Ravens or Cleveland. I don't think and it's impossible for him to stay in division. But that seems see like the most him. likely place are people that would want him or people that play him twice a year and could know what he, he brings to the table, especially the Ravens. I, I don't think they want to play against them even even when he is um, older now. He's torched them so many times. I could see him going to um, – I think something that would probably be a little bit more realistic is a team with like a, a veteran quarterback who probably needs good quality help. They don't have the contracts to sign some of the, you know, bigger name free agents. So I, like you could, I could see him playing in Green Bay. I could see him playing in New England. I could see him playing in Tampa. Yeah, I, I just, I just hope he he gets on a team where he can, you know, play for a title. Yeah, that would be very nice. Um, we like AJ Green. Yeah, and then uh, new uniforms come in. I think we talked. About yeah, that let's more. let's talk about that because I'm kind of excited. Well, they're not changing the logo, so that kind of sucks. 
Well, okay, let's talk about that because I have a controversial opinion. Oh no! Okay, you're gonna you like you like the B. Okay, so the B is okay. Yeah, like as 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 a design, it's fine. Is it the best? No. The tiger though, that tiger's pretty dope. In terms of like design and like, I think I think the tiger itself. I think the way that it's designed is part of the reason why I like the mangle so much is that design perfectly encapsulates uh, the ferocity of the actual animal itself as well as um, the design aesthetic of a pro sport football team. So I think in that respect, it's perfect. But it's not the primary logo, which sucks, you know, because it's a stupid B. So I think I think I would like it if they kept... The, and like switched it and just like kind of roll over because they still use the tiger in some in some promotional stuff. So if they flipped it and made the the tiger the primary and um, the bee the secondary, I think that'd be really cool. And then I don't know, it's interesting because like throughout the team's entire history, the primary color is black, but Bengal tigers are not black. Bengal tigers are orange and white. Wait, so when what? they wear the orange. What? What did you just say? Bengal tigers are orange and white. Yeah, they got white on their bottoms. They're they're orange, black, and they got the right colors. But <laughs> in terms of like, if you look at like an actual Bengal tiger, um, a majority of its fur color is orange that blends into the yellow that's on the underneath of their stomachs and on their face, and then but they got black stripes, right? Yeah, the black stripes are pretty important. Yeah, uh, I guess I I didn't mean to leave that out. My bad. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like. That's the majority of the uniforms, but to have the base color be black for most of the team's historical uniform is odd to me because it was black from '68 up until well, up until now. But the they do have the orange alternatives, so I kind of wonder if they're gonna change that. So the orange is now the primary, and it's like orange with black stripes um, as like the base. And then they'll do like kind of like the color rush where the idea is that it's a white Bengal tiger or a white tiger. Um, that's kind of my thought process to it because that way coming from the rebrand, like a rebranding standpoint, you have a brand new quarterback who's going to be your quarterback for uh, guaranteed the next four years, assuming that he resigns the next 10 or 15 years. Like this was the perfect time to do a rebrand you know new look new image it's like when a company like has a scandal like they commit some crimes and they want to like hey we're not the old company who committed crimes we're the new company who's probably going to commit crimes but at least we look better (laughs) so (laughs) so the idea is that you know they have this new look and they come and they kind of rebrand and re-image themselves orange is a very bright and vibrant color so if they use that as the primary and something that's color rush esque as the like away uniforms, I think it would look really cool and I think it would be um, a great way to rebrand. On top of that, you could do like the old, you know, the previous home black jerseys as the alternative. I don't know, it's just a thought. I think it'd be really cool. I know they don't listen to us, but that would be sure. really cool. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see what what they do. Yeah, me too. It's a good thing I didn't buy a Joe Burrow jersey last year. <laughs> well, you could have gotten his rookie year jersey. Yeah, that'd be, I could collect them all. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I do think I do think it is really weird. Off topic from uniforms, <coughs> it is really weird that like the 05 team, really good year, best they've had in a super long time. Quarterback gets hurt, lose a playoff game to the Steelers. Ten years later, the exact same thing happens. It's so weird. It's really annoying. It's not just weird. Really it's annoying. frustrating. Yeah, that's why I say that's my here's my prediction is in 2025. Bengals are going to win the division. They're going to have like 13 wins or whatever. It'll be their best season they've had in forever. They're going to face the Steelers in the wild card round. Don't, and Joe Burrow is either not that. going to play or get hurt on the first drive like both Palmer and Dalton did. And then they're going to lose the game on some last minute bullshit. Why would you say that? Dude, oh, if I don't bring it up, it's just going to happen again. I got to break the curse the hard way, you know? Oh, my gosh. If that happens, then it's all going to be because you said it. I am going to butt money in Vegas, so that way, if this happens, I at least get some money out of it. Jeez. I got I got to start making money off this pain somehow. Uh, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I just I so just want to get back to the playoffs, man. Yeah, and I think Joe Burrow, and even looking at like the quarterback prospects over both this upcoming draft. The Joe Burrow draft, and then maybe the year before, I do think Joe Burrow is still the best um, prospect. He put up really good numbers, and um, he, I think had he had not gotten hurt, I don't think it, there would have been a clear-cut rookie of the year. I think it's very possible would have gone to Burrow. You think so? I think it's possible. I mean, I want to say I'm going to have to look up game numbers, but I think Herbert – had a really good end of the year because I think they were pretty competitive in terms of like um, statistics throughout the year. But I want to—I'm going to I'm have to look it up. I'm going to be completely wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> um, but I think after Burrow got hurt, so he like really turned it on. Uh, I guess the data doesn't really support that, but um, they had. Um, I want to say. Justin was beating him in like touchdowns, but Burrow was winning in yards, and they both had pretty comparable records. Um, what do we finish? Four, nine, and one. Something and they like finished that. Not six. Okay, six, nine, six, and nine. Okay, so it's one of those we don't know kind of dealios, but it's very possible. Well. I I think the big thing is he played he played really good and I think he played better um you know with a team that's you know just as struggled just as much as us. Um the one thing I'll say is that our our line was probably worse than his. Our line probably was worse and on top of that, I think that I think they had better weapons than we did. Um we didn't really have much of a tight end. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know about that. Oh, well, I don't I don't I don't, I don't even know I think our well, team on paper had a ton of weapons. I think yeah, well that's the thing. Like on paper, but we you know, AJ Green didn't have as good a year as we thought he would. Uh Joe Mixon only played like six games. Um everybody loves Keenan Allen. I think he had what, hundred catches for almost a thousand yards. I thought that Mike Williams, we saw him in the first game of the year. He played really well. Uh they had Hunter Henry who he gets thrown the ball a lot. I, that's a much better tight end than we do. So, I mean, you can make the argument either way, I think. But 
at the end of the day, we were working with a rehabbing borough, which I guess we should talk about. Um, by all accounts, I want to say his rehab's going pretty good. I haven't read too much into it. I'm just hoping he's going to be ready to develop by the time the season starts. I've been seeing workout footage that I think the Bengals social media posted a couple days ago. Um, so I think he's been working out. I think I've heard stuff of him being ahead of schedule. So I think by all accounts, I think he's like, we'll be ready for opening day, which considering how badly his knee was shredded, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just hoping because of his age, I'm hoping this doesn't, you know, detract from the career he's, he's going to have. Yeah. I, I think he's probably mentally stronger than Palmer was because they both suffered the same injury, more or less, uh, busted up left knee so like Palmer to me you can kind of watch this if you watch old Bengals footage is that when he would drop back to pass it always seemed like he was locked in on whatever the you know the play if the play said you know the primary on this route is Chad open up the middle or over the middle that's who you're going to go to if that's covered he kind of didn't know what to do um I think he kind of broke that in Arizona a little bit more than he did here, but watching him, especially that last year he was here, he would just throw it to T.O. and triple coverage because <laughs> that's, that's what the play designated. Yeah. So I think, I think Burrow's probably mentally smarter than Palmer, and I, like, kind of watching him play, he like, you know, things click in his head much faster. He reads things so much quicker than, than Palmer did. Yeah, well, there are different quarterbacks too. Palmer was a – more of a gunslinger quarterback, I would say. Yeah, big body, big arm. Burrow is more, at least from what we've seen, short yardage, and he's more agile, can run around. I, I do think, I don't know, if you were to quantify the last three quarterbacks we've had into like simple, simplistic three, three block characteristics, I think Andy Dalton's probably your like short throw intermediate game. Uh, Burrow is your intermediate full, and then Palmer's like your big arm, you know. And in terms of body size, that's kind of how it is. Like, pa- Dalton was the smallest out of those three. Joe Burrow's in the middle, and Palmer's huge comparative. Where do you think Andy Dalton's going to go? I, I, Hey, I'm still on my Andy Dalton going to the Patriots with A.J. Green. To, that's my theory I mentioned earlier, winning a Super Bowl. That was my prediction last year. Fingers crossed that it happens this year. Because it's been, I think, well proven that the Cam Newton experience was a disaster failure. <laughs> yeah, he put up some some horrible numbers. Yeah, you see, he actually put up like 10 rushing touchdowns, which I guess is pretty good. Um, but, like, you, your quarterback's not supposed to be getting rushing touchdowns like on that level of quantity. Unless unless it's just like, his, like Cam Newton's either MVP or rookie year where he was – they were just moving the ball so well that it didn't matter how they scored, but yeah, well. they just couldn't move the ball over the air, through the air, I should say. Yeah, I mean the Patriots have all kinds of problems. They're not, they don't have a very talented team right now either. So, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think they were due to be bad after for one year after uh, like nineteen consecutive years of Super Bowl contention. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where uh, where Dalton goes. Um, Patriots would be good. I don't think he's staying in Texas. I don't uh, that I don't know. I think the well both Texas teams. There's it's not clear cut right now in terms of quarterbacks. Obviously, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, but like I don't think that Dak Prescott is like that whole situation is as clear cut as people think it is. Uh, obviously, like they have time to negotiate, and they could obviously refranchise tag him. But like, do they think they could just go cheaper on the quarterback and Dalton? They can just re-sign him. There's no, there's no way. Way less. Well, it's like I don't know how cheap Jerry Jones wants to be. Like he kind of. That's the thing is like Dak Prescott kind of screwed himself over because he thought you know I'll just bet on myself and you know I won't get hurt. And I'll prove my worth. And then he played great from a statistical standpoint, but then he got hurt. And that's like the that's like the risk factor with sports. I mean, yeah. But uh, I, I think they still, I mean, have a lot of faith in him. And, you know, you look at their fan base, too. They, they love Dak Prescott. I, I don't think yeah. he's – I think they're going to work out a deal. It just – I think my whole thing – it's not so much, like, qu- like quality of quarterback. I think it's just he wants a lot of money, and I don't think Jerry Jones wants to give him a lot of money. That's my only thing with this. We'll see. I don't. I still don't yeah. see Dalton getting that. Hey, crazier things have happened, man. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I just don't see it. He didn't play yeah. that well. I think with them. He had he had more passing touchdowns than Joe Burrow, though. I will say that. <laughs> Um, I think if we were to make it easy, I think for Dalton it's going to be one of three things. He's going to either, one, re-sign with the Cowboys, either as a starting role or as a backup role, either way. He'll either end up in New England or he'll just sign as a backup somewhere. I'm not entirely sure. I think all three have equal probability of happening as of this very moment. (laughs) What if Ben Roethlisberger retires? I and then Andy Dalton signs with the Steelers. I think he. I think kind of the same way we said about Green. I think they've put on too many dirty hits on him and his <laughs> teammates for him to sign. Was, he he actually was offered better money and a better contract to sign with Pittsburgh, and he chose Dallas, Texas. I don't think he's. I don't think there's a chance in hell he signs with the Steelers. You would hope not. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I will. I will go on this podcast. I will berate the living hell. But I think uh, was th- <laughs> we have an opportunity here to to you know get a leg up on the division because the Steelers are on their way down. So yeah. we really need to keep pace ahead of where wherever they are because they well, they need to start their rebuild soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna partially agree because it's like I kind of think Cleveland's on the upswing. You kind of think? I kind of think they're on the upswing. Yeah, they had a good. They I mean, are one hundred percent on the upswing. Oh, so we're in agreement they're on the upswing. Okay. Um, they had a crazy good year. Yeah. Wait, are you saying the divi- I, you're saying the division you think is going to go down? No, I overall. said the Steelers are going down. 
Oh, okay. I, I, think I thought you meant the division as a whole. My they bad. were twelve and four last year, but they were clearly the worst twelve and four team we've ever seen. That is absolutely and correct. They're going to struggle, and Ben's just keeps getting older, and he played horribly at the end of the year. Yeah, you, uh, you look at uh, like the competition they played. Well, they had to play, you know, the NFC East, the worst like division. One of the worst divisions for a year ever. I think the hardest thing is going to be able to, you know, win against Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, mostly Baltimore. Baltimore is yeah. going to be tough. That's um, what I'm going to bring up because I'm like, I'm not entirely sure how Baltimore is going to play. <clears throat> Baltimore always has a good defense, so I'm not worried about that. Oh, well, I guess I am worried about that <laughs> <laughs> from from a fan. But like, as like, if you're if you're a fan of Baltimore, you shouldn't be afraid of their um, defense. Their defense is always good. Uh, what I question is Lamar Jackson because if you look at – I'm going to quickly talk about different types of quarterbacks. There's effectively and simplistically, if you were to break them down in three categories, three different types of quarterbacks. There's typical pocket passers, there's running quarterbacks, and then there's mobile quarterbacks. The difference between mobile and, and running is running is the second option for a quarterback's play. So if you're like – you know, someone a prime example is Michael Vick, who, uh, you know, first option wasn't there, he'd run with it, or Johnny Manziel, or oh, don't put Johnny Manziel in that conversation. I mean, in terms of their quality of play, is much different, but <laughs> you know, they're both criminal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna get into that. Wow. But uh, uh, yeah. So it's like, but that type of player does not have a very long longevity in the NFL, in the NFL because they take too many hits running the ball. Um, you add on, you know, the normal amount of hits you get when you get sacked. Those type of players just don't last too long, and they break down after a certain period of time. And I don't know if, like, Lamar Jackson's going to start breaking down sometime soon. Injuries happen to everybody. You know, it, injuries aren't dependent on your quarterback type, but they are far more likely if you're running the ball. Especially, like... Like Cam Newton's got a big body. He could take some of those bigger hits that he took, but Lamar Jackson is relatively skinnier. He he has bulked up a little bit, but so that's where I'm worried with. I mean, is is that is that really true though? Do they really what? break down? Like it's like Cam Newton played well for a very long time. Cam Newton is a mobile quarterback. And then Mike Vick also had a pretty long career. <laughs> Mike Vick had a so. These people can play – I guess I should specify. These people can stay around for a long time, but their, like, quality of play fluctuates heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have, they'll start off and they'll have a very nice peak, and then they'll fall off after a while, kind of like Cam Newton. Cam Newton played very well for the first five years, and then ever since then he hasn't really performed as well. Whereas you look at someone like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these Drew Brees, they, they're consistent in their production every single year. Uh, but these these mobile and running quarterbacks um, fluctuate a little bit, or I guess to say just running backs, they fluctuate a lot. Um, the mobile ones like Russell Wilson, uh, Steve Young, and like um, to a lesser extent uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they they're you know they use their body like smart. They're they're going to run out of bounds. They're not going to take the big hits. They don't take as much damage over the course of the year, and they can last a little bit longer. I mean that's the argument people have been saying against Lamar Jackson for a while, but I just I'm not I'm not convinced yet. He's he's still he's putting up good numbers. 
Yeah, he didn't have his MVP like he did last year, but I think that's just a, that happens to a lot of MVPs. I don't think I don't think the downswing has happened yet. So, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> I completely forgot. Oh, uh, jeez. Talking about. Do you remember Steve McNair? I do remember Steve McNair. I remember when Steve McNair died. I was like, whoa. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I actually, I looked him up recently because I knew he was co-MVP of the league at one point. And I was, like, rereading his story of how like, him, him and his mistress were messing around and his wife or girlfriend just double murder homicide. Pretty dark. He had a pretty long career as a running quarterback. I don't know. I think I classify him as mobile, not running. Really? I, that's what I think. He ran a I, lot. I guess I'd have to watch him play, watch his style of play. Wow. But he was big, too. That's the thing, too, is that, like, the bigger you are, if you got that Steve McNair, Cam Newton body, you can handle a little bit more hits over time than, say, someone who's small like Russell Wilson. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. We're cutting this episode off a little short and have the second part up in a little bit. You guys have a good rest of your day.